So, we wanted to talk to you a little bit about the fact that we believe that Jesus is not just for Christmas. And we've heard four people already speak about that subject, not from a theoretical point of view, not sitting down and working out you know, with ideas and theories about why it is, but speaking practically about what it is to live day by day with the knowledge that God is real and that he's made himself known in Jesus. And that changes lives. And I want to talk to you about that just for a little while. Christmas, of course, is all about a birth. It is a birthday celebration, isn't it? At the simplest, it is the story of the beginning of a life. Many of us here have been involved in moments like that. I've been involved in a moment like that three times. It is a wonder to be there at the beginning of a life. When a new voice bursts, sometimes wailing, upon the world, and when, as the Disney song says, something is there that wasn't there before. And you look at this little thing and wonder. In the accounts of Jesus' birth at Christmas, something is there which heralds more than simply just another person, however. The Christmas story is the story of the birth of a little baby, but it is also about the birth of life itself. And it speaks loud and clear from the words there. The first words of the Bible are, in the beginning, God. It is a story about creation. Creation itself in the Bible is described as a birth, a beginning. And it's no coincidence that one of the writers of the Gospels, John, begins his Gospel with the words, in the beginning. In fact, he says, as we already had heard, read today, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. In other words, what happens at Christmas is the creation of the world is reiterated. That the one who made the world is born amongst us. It's kind of a bit like the author of a book entering into the story in order to make sure that the plot resolves itself in the way it's supposed to happen. It's about the beginning of something entirely new. Life, of course, looks different, doesn't it, according to your perspective. I brought a photo album this evening. These are old-fashioned things now, aren't they? People don't have photo albums, they have digital things. Here's a photo album. I won't show you the details because it's actually my wedding photo album, or one of them. Thank you very much. Imagine that this, was, this photo album, however, was the photo album of a life. And imagine at Christmas there were only one or two photographs in the album. Everything else was left blank. But those treasured moments are recorded there. A little baby, maybe a, a baby with his mother, just held there. Imagine Mary putting the first photographs in the frame of her, of her life. Sit there with Jesus in the manger, waiting there, dreaming about what is to come, looking at the baby, wondering about all the potential that's there. The photo album at that time looked sparse, but very, very precious, because that one photo made everything. It's full of space, looking forward, full of possibility for what is to come. One of the photos in the photo album might have been, mightn't it, the shepherds who were coming down from the countryside to see her child. It would be an unusual first photograph. I don't have a photograph of any of my children with shepherds at the beginning of their lives. 
But there they were, simple people, come down from being outcasts on the hill, come down because they've heard a message that says, today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And the angel goes on to say, to paraphrase, if you really want to know it's true, go and see for yourself. And so the shepherds go. And they come to Mary and tell Mary about this child. And she's already heard rumours from an angel that this child is not like any other child. His name is Jesus, which means God saves. And now here come the first visitors and they say, I want to see the saviour who's come to save me. And they look down at the first photograph in the album and it is just a baby that's lying there. Just a baby. In the reading that we had, the last one with the shepherds, it says, Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. Well, you would, wouldn't you? After these things, wouldn't you ponder them in your heart and wonder what's to come? Life looks one way if you look at that life with just a couple of photos in the photograph of everything else to come. Now, imagine the same Mary, 33 years later, with all the photo album full, all the story of Jesus' life there, including those last painful days. Imagine what it would be like for Mary, that mother, to look back at Christmas from beyond the cross and imagine again that child who was there. I wonder what would have been going through her mind. I wonder what she would have thought from that perspective. Well, we've got a little video here that might give us a clue and I want us to watch that right now. When it all began back then, I could hardly see beyond the moment itself. In all the exhaustion and joy and relief, he'd arrived. All I could do was gaze in wonder. I mean, <laughs> the circumstances were hardly normal. The whole beginning was like a dream. Like, like the whisper of God growing in me, taking form. And there was the shame, and the loneliness and the fear, and so many questions. But the wonder of the answer that I knew to be true. And there was Joe sticking with me, believing. And when the time came, oh, that journey, so uncomfortable, and just crowds and bustling everywhere, scrambling to try and find a place to stay, just to rest and wait. And then he was there, so perfect. His life was a blink, really, but so full, stretching in all directions, every moment a doubling, a becoming. And now he's gone. Looking back, sort of all comes together. It's like his life is a kaleidoscope, all rolled into one. It's not really so much a series of moments, but just one beautiful, unpredictable glory from beginning to end. I see nothing to regret. Only life, just life bursting out. The words and the wonders. <sighs> that woman's face. I will never forget it.
just reaching out to touch his cloak and she was healed, stopped bleeding instantly. And the dancing man, <laughs> that's what we called him, he danced away, but he came in flat on a mat. So much compassion. And I see truth and faithfulness and justice and loyalty. Most of all, I see purity. I mean, he was knowing, but he was innocent as a lamb right until the end, the very end. Now he's gone. How like that? Why like that? The pain and the horror and it was like an apocalypse. It was sheer hell. We had angels at the beginning. Where were they at the end? There are no words for it. I shouldn't just sit here. I don't know what else to do. I have nothing without him. Some of the other women have gone off to the tomb to finish the preparations and make an end. It's good of them. I, I couldn't do it. I still, I just still can't quite believe it's all over. Anyway, there's no point sitting around here. Night's over now, I can see. Yeah, the sun's rising over there. I just need something to get me going again. Like the whisper I had at the beginning. I need a reason. Life looks very different, doesn't it, when you look from different perspectives. You imagine the first two photographs, life full of, part of potential, not sure what's going on. And then you look back at the entire of a life, because God sees us that way, I think. He doesn't just see us in the moment, he sees the entirety of our lives. He knows us from beginning and to end. The forward-looking messages of the Bible, the ones that the Bible calls prophecy, say that Mary, that Mary received around the time of Jesus' birth, identified Jesus as God. They said, this is the representative that everyone had been waiting for. That God was going to come himself, like the author of the book, into the plot where things had started to go wrong and put things right. Because he was the author and he knew how it was supposed to end. And only he knew how to do that. Of course, that was never going to be a straightforward or a painless way to do that. That becomes clear as the life goes out and the photos start to build up in the book. An old man, Simeon, who, knew, who saw Jesus at the beginning, said that seeing this baby was such a moment of satisfaction. He said, now, I've been waiting for this moment all my life and now I've seen this baby, I can die in peace because everything that means anything is tied up with this baby. Imagine that, thinking that. Imagine that everything that you needed to know was tied up in this one child. And the same man then went on, turning to Mary and said, and of course a sword will pierce you, your own soul too. He knew what it was going to be like somehow at the end of the story and knew that pain was there as well. See, the Christmas story, looking back, looks wonderful. 
the hope that Jesus will begin. But this entire life, whilst it's full of wonder, is incredibly precious and also incredibly costly. When the photo album is full, the images of the nativity are seen through the images of the cross and the love of God. As more than just a Christmas card wishing you well. Seems so trite that, doesn't it? We receive a Christmas card about this. Happy Christmas. But what we actually see is a life that's utterly committed to you. Utterly prepared to sacrifice itself for you. You may know that the, the favourite verse of all footballers and also daubed on the subway in Stopsley is John 3.16 that says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. That is what the whole photo album looks forward to at Christmas time. One of my favourite quotations that I've discovered this year is from Abraham Lincoln. I find it very helpful. I don't know if anybody else here finds the news at the moment slightly worrisome. I do. But I've resolved to try to find meaning for this through the faith that comes this way. But I also like this quote. The best thing about the future is that it comes one day at a time. You don't know what's going to happen in a month's time. You don't know what's going to happen this evening. You simply don't know that. It comes one day at a time. And Jesus himself said, you know, don't worry about what's going to happen tomorrow because you don't know. Take one day at a time. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Before rushing to the end of the album then, it's important to gaze on all the photos that come in between to see the whole life. And then we understand what's going for. Now to look at the entire album of Jesus' life is to look at a picture, I think, of what we were supposed to be as human beings. That's what you see, because Jesus comes and he provides an image of what God is like. It says in the Bible that if you want to know what God is like, look at Jesus. And you find Jesus as the one who spoke wisdom and life, who provided when people were hungry, who welcomed people who were lonely, who healed people who were sick, who set people free who were oppressed. What a great life to live. Think about that. Wouldn't we all like to be like that and say, we set people free. We welcomed people who were lonely. Because this is what we are called to be as human beings and we'd forgotten. And so the author has to step into the book and remind us of what's going along and write this plain and simple before us. In Jesus is what it's like to be truly human and the possibility of a world in the way in which it's supposed to be. And we see that right through the whole of his life. It's also a life that looks to a future. It says at the end of the Bible, there will be no more death and no more mourning and no more crying and no more pain. For the old order of things has passed away and in this life, all things are being made new. And it's a life into which Jesus invited people. He walked along and he saw people along the way and he said, hey, why don't you come and follow me? Why don't you come and follow me? Why don't you spend time with me and learn to live the way in which I live? and learn the way we were supposed to be all along. And it was a life that was lived truly in that way from beginning to end. And it was a complete life that was offered up finally on a cross to take away all the consequences of the wrongdoing that had gone before us, the sin and the selfishness under which individuals struggle. God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. I don't think that just means that he gave his son to die. He gave his son to live. 
and he wants you to live as well. And that's what Christmas is about. The most extraordinary thing about this photo album, however, is that just when you thought it was full, and the last photo was there of the women that Mary talked about going to the tomb to seal the tomb, from out of nowhere another photo arrived for which there was no natural room in the album that changed everything that was there. The addition of one final and most surprising photograph. The last picture, not of a man nailed to a cross, but a man alive. A man back from the dead. A man who is ushering in a new way to live, a new creation. The witnesses of the people who followed him, and for many other people who've lived in the centuries since, have believed that his life did not end on the cross. The Christmas that began in the nativity did not end on the cross. In fact, the life that began there is still living and is amongst us. Jesus is alive and offering a new way of life, living in this new world perspective, one of hope, even through hard, hardship. I find that really comforting at the moment. I find that I'm most worried when I forget about the fact that we can have hope in God. And when I remember some of the words of the Bible and my own experiences of God, I find that whilst the world is not the way in which I, sh I would wish it to be, that is not a surprise, that's what we were to expect. But my hope is in Jesus. So to see the entire album that begins with those shepherd snaps at Christmas and goes to a life that, that begins twice at Easter, to really think about Christmas, you see, is to think about a child that is born more than once, who comes back from death and speaks to us. You see, this life is not really to be celebrated by all these familiar readings that we have and the nice songs that we sing. If we reduce this story to simply feeling Christmassy, we have really missed out on the point all along, which is both harder and more glorious to grasp. The point is that this whole life is offered to you. It's like a photograph. Can you imagine this photo is your life now? With everything in it. There might be some pictures in there that you don't want to look at too much. There might be a lot that you really want. But if you put this new photo, this photo of Jesus alive, into your photo album, it transforms everything that is there. It invites you to leave behind one way of life and start a different way of life. A photo of Jesus means healing and forgiveness and grace and all the good things. And all of those are put into that album of yours and draws you into a future which is certain and safe, no matter what's going on in the world at this time. You are safe. You are loved. I said earlier that one of my favourite quotations that I've learnt this year is from Abraham Lincoln. The best thing about the future is that it comes one day at a time. I like that, especially in uncertain times like these. We can only cope with so much, can't we? But there is something better than this. Better than just a daily stumbling of hope. But something that is secure and solid. It is the word of Christmas that was begun at the beginning, which draws all creation together, like the author stepping into the story and saying, there is a way to live which will give you hope whatever the circumstances. 
You can leave behind those things you regret because I will forgive you those things and instead I will give you hope and a life to live, a life full of healing and grace and thanks. Christmas, I believe, is more than the pretty picture. It's the beginning of a life lived, a death died and a new creation begun. It's more than a story to remember, it is a life to be entered into. It is an invitation to receive. It changes everything. I want to pray in a moment, just as we close, before we sing one final song. But I do want to issue that invitation to you this evening. Some of you here, please take this the right way, I'm very grateful that you're here. It's very kind of you to listen to me. But I mean what I just said, and I really believe it's the best thing that you can receive this Christmas. In the new year here at Stopsley, we're going to be doing a little course called Christianity Explored. My friend Alex is going to be leading on that. This is a real opportunity to not just open a Christmas top card and then wait for next year, but actually to think about the whole photo album and to think what difference it might be if Jesus came and was suddenly inserted into your life. Love to hear you talk about it. You can talk to any of us here about that if you're interested in that and the details are up there. But I'd like to pray for us as well. Let's join together as we pray. Loving Heavenly Father, we thank you that you so loved the world that you sent your only Son to live amongst us. When we had lost the plot, you came and reminded us about the way the story goes. And thank you that you offer us an ending which is glorious. We know that we are still in the middle of our story. And there are many things that we are uncertain of. And we pray now for those in our families and our friendship groups who are ill at the moment with the virus that's around. We pray for peace. We pray against fear and anxiety. We pray for healing. We pray for those for whom this virus has meant financial hardship, uncertainty, loneliness, possibly bereavement. And we ask, Lord, that the good God who is revealed in Jesus would come and minister to us in the midst of all of that. Remind us afresh, Lord, that you made us to be in your image. Help us to be kind to those who need kindness, present to those who are lonely, committed to those who are doubting. And Father, we pray that through this season, this year, in spite of the circumstances, your word says that Jesus is the same yesterday, today and forever. Would you help us to see you this year and wonder about what happens when we put your photo into our album. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you.